We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, look, we got a great show for you today. A lot of it's centered around what we all watched last night. And uh, the story around Damar Hamlin, whose uh, family's put out a statement thanking everybody for their thoughts and the prayers and the well wishes. But, you know, we've seen a lot of gruesome injuries. We've seen guys get paralyzed. We've seen guys have compound fractures of their legs. We've seen uh, guys take uh, hits to the head. That renders them unconscious for a period of time. We saw the obviously two injury on the same field as last night. But none of us that I'm aware of, unless you want to go all the way back to Hank Gathers in a tournament game, probably before you were born, or you want to go back to 1971 when it happened on an NFL field way, way, way back in the day. We've never seen what we saw last night, which is why it's so jarring, which is why it is now the number one story, not just sports story, but news story across this country. And there's not a lot to say about it other than you hope the kid pulls through. And right now, I guess there's some question mark as to whether or not that's going to happen. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today? My apologies. It made a football game so irrelevant so quick. Yeah. I mean, that was the thought I had watching it because this was a Monday night football game. We're all excited about it. Biggest game in a long time. Fantasy championships on the line. And I was lucky enough last night, I was in a suite at the net game. So I was watching the net game, and we had the game on, and we all turn around and see everybody surrounding him. And all of us are looking at each other like, what the heck happened? Sure. And when you realize the enormity of it and how scary it was, especially watching this kid collapse like that, it very, very quickly was a reminder. Sometimes we need the reminder that while we all love sports and we all take it seriously, boy, did it mean nothing. No, Man, I mean, and they're not going to play the game, nor should they. You can figure out ultimately if that game means something, you know, for the postseason and seeding and all that kind of stuff. You know, the NFL will deal with it, but There's always it's stuff. about the kids' health. Craig, scheduling stuff, you can always figure out. Right? Yes, There's a I million agree. different ways you can do that, and it will be figured out at some point. But it was horrifying. And I think sometimes we take it for granted. I love the NFL. You love the NFL. Yeah. It is such a violent sport. You know what I was thinking about? Because last night as I'm watching this, there's a lot of emotions that go all through our minds. And you know what I was thinking about, believe it or not? I was thinking of you. And here's the reason I was thinking of you. Yeah. You have a kid who plays football every Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Every Friday night. Now, my kids are too young, and maybe they won't be athletically gifted from my DNAs to ever make this decision. But... I'm watching that play saying, oh, my, I, I would have my heart down my throat 
watching my kid play that sport every single week. Now, does that make me a hypocrite because I love the sport no, and I watch real. it all the time? But I thought of you as a father who watches your kid play football every week. Yeah, it's funny you mention that. You know, I, I, as I was watching it last night, I, and to be fair, I was just about to go to bed. And uh, I was about to turn off the TV when it happened, so obviously I sat up for a little while longer. It's, you know, I kept thinking about his mom. Because his mom, I think his dad maybe also, but I know for a fact his mom was in the stands. Right, right. You know how many times I've done that? Of course. And I was I was just trying to imagine, you know, what his mom was going through as somebody obviously from the Bills came and got her and brought her down to the field because she rode in the ambulance with him, you know, to the hospital. And now you just cross your fingers. If you believe in prayer, you say one, and football becomes far less important. And you're talking about a significant game, and who cares? Of course. Like, who cares? It didn't matter. Right. It still doesn't matter. You know, we all understand it. playoff implications. Those are the things you figure out at a later date. And they'll be figured out. It'll happen. But watching that last night was horrifying. It was scary. It was sobering. And it was a reminder that as much as we love this sport, yeah. and I love it, you, we all love it, boy, it's a reminder how violent it can be, how yeah, scary it can be. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if it's a direct result of the violence of the sport, like a lot of hits we see, like concussions we see, like elbows to the head of Daniel Jones mm -hmm. that we saw this past weekend. It was a kind of, you know, ho-hum, rudimentary play. Right. Like it didn't stand out but sometimes in any way. Are, sometimes those are the worst, though, you know? Like, obviously, you see these massive hits in the NFL on a weekly basis, and a lot of times, guys just get up right away. No injury, no harm, no foul. And then sometimes it's the hit that maybe doesn't jump out at like, you. Like, a lot of people are comparing it to Dale Earnhardt, who sadly passed away, that that car accident was nothing compared to a lot of the crazy ones, you know, you see in, I guess, in NASCAR. But, you know, I don't know. You're watching it and recognizing that he damn near died on the field. Yeah. And that's real, not, you know, it's not hyperbole. He almost died on the field. Also makes me grateful that you've got those medical experts on both sidelines, the independent doctors, and they all ran to this kid and literally saved his life. You know, and I was trying to figure out early on why they all crying. And then it dawned on me the reason that they're so emotional in the moment is if you've ever seen someone receive CPR. It is a violent thing. Right. It is not pretty to watch somebody in cardiac arrest being worked on. Uh, and it's very disturbing to watch that because essentially they have a lifeless body and there's another human being usually sitting on top of them, compressing their chest with great force right. to keep the heart going. Um, and the men and women that ran onto that field yesterday, and again, like I'm not overstating it, save this kid's life. No doubt. And now you cross your fingers that, you know, they indeed did save his life and that, you know, he got enough oxygen to his brain and all the other things that come along with, you know, his recovery now. But we went from, I know you were watching a game, your basketball team was winning. I know that made you happy. You know, 12 in a row, big story, obviously. You, know, you had a Donovan Mitchell uh, drop 71 points in a game. First guy since 2006, Kobe Bryant. To have 70-plus when he had 81, I think it was. Yep, in Toronto. Yep. Right? And, uh, you know, the, you had all these really amazing, you know, legitimate on-the-court, on-the-field type stuff.
that was going on, and none of it matters. Oh, none of it matters. None of it. Uh, and I've, I don't know, in, in our lifetime, we've seen bad injuries. We've seen major moments, obviously, negative moments. I don't recall anything specifically so, like this. So there was something, and it's a different time, but back in 1997, okay. the Jets were playing their last game of the year against the Lions. It was a big game for the postseason. And one of the Lion linebackers collapsed on the field. The Dennis Bird game? It was, no, 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 not okay. Dennis Bird. I was actually too young for that one. Okay. So I've heard about it. I've seen it. Yeah. But no, this was a Lion linebacker. He was 23 years old, took a massive hit, collapsed on the field. They delayed the game for like 20 minutes. But here's the difference. There's no social media. Okay. There's no Twitter. Yeah. So I remember as a young kid, you know, obviously scared for the guy. Like, what the heck's going on? And I don't recall specifically what they were saying on TV. I don't think they were giving a lot of updates. Probably a lot of commercials. But yeah. the game was delayed for about 20, 25 minutes. They got him off the field. Unfortunately, the kid never played another NFL game. He was 23 he years walked, old at the time. The I think so. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think he's healthy now. But I remember that incident and being like, oh, my God. Yeah. That is crazy. But we had less information then. You know, right yeah. now, I remember last night, even, weren't you on Twitter, or most of us on Twitter refreshing, trying to find out what's happening? Yeah, yeah, and I thought ESPN did a very good job with the reporters out there and Joe Buck and Aikman trying to at least tell you what they knew and what they saw. Um, you know, and it's weird. And I wish, and this is going to be a silly thing, I guess, to say, but, like, there's still that weird segment of the population that just can't help themselves but being negative. Like, you cannot criticize the NFL for what took place last night or the fact that it took an hour for them to postpone the game. Like, what did you want them to do? And at the end of the day, they postponed the game. Right. Did it matter if they did it 30 minutes later, 45 minutes later, an hour later? Like, you know, if, you, if you're looking for something to be critical of, you know, turn off the TV, go read a book. Because there was a certain segment of the population that was not concerned with this kid's well-being, but was only concerned with, who do I blame for my night being ruined? Like, why didn't the NFL come out and say, you know, like, this is an unprecedented event in the modern era of football, and ultimately, the NFL, A, got it right, and their medical staff saved the kid's life. Should the NFL have played last night's game? I don't believe so. Okay, I agree with you. And I think most people listening would say, you know what? League made the right decision. Ultimately, they made the right decision. Yeah. So who cares right. how it got But there? you read all the same stuff. Course, and I'm be, sitting there going, come on. Because there's a perception. Because ESPN told us something last night. We're yeah, only Joe trusting what we hear. They're giving the teams and players a five-minute warm-up. Now, period. to be fair, Troy Vincent, who played and is that guy with the NFL, said, I cannot be any more straight about this. That conversation never took place. ESPN says that's not true. Okay. ESPN already came out and said we were in constant communication with the league and game officials. We reported what we were told. There was a five-minute warm-up period. Well, now, does it really, Craig, does it matter in the it end? It does not matter. Look. The Buffalo Bills were never look, walking back on that well, field. Look, was their intent, the league, to try to restart the game? Probably. It probably Listen, was. I'm sure they discussed it with the teams. I, I'm sure that that five-minute warm-up period was happening. And the Buffalo Bills said, that's not happening. Yeah, We are not playing this football game. So was it the Bills and the Bengals who ultimately got this game postponed? Sure. But at the end of the day, the right decision was made. So if the right decision was made, who cares how we got there, right? Yeah. To your point. I'm with you. So, all right, so here's where we're at now. They're not going to play the game this week. As of right now, 
the league is not making any changes at all to uh, the uh, weekend schedule coming up. And then depending on whether or not there's a need, I suppose for home field advantage or ultimate seating, they will then make a decision, I uh, guess, Sunday night after the uh, the final game is played, or I guess they'll do it after the last AFC game is played. Right. To which see is not if... the Sunday night game. That's the Green Bay-Detroit game. To see if, hey, do we need to get the Bill Bengal game in so that we can be respectful of one of those two teams still alive right, right. for the number that, one seed. That's how you handle it. And I, mean, I think that's fine. If they need the game to determine the number one seed, then the odds are they're going to play that game. I, yes. mean, they, I think they are. The game is not going to be played to determine who makes the playoffs no, because okay. both are in. in. Right. But I do think that if it's ultimately for the one seed, which means the Bills win on Sunday, the Chiefs win on Sunday, and the game's necessary, I think they'll play it. But I think right now the NFL's doing the right thing, which is let's just kick the can down the curb a little bit. Yeah. Let's get week 18 in. It's going to be a very emotional week for everybody. No doubt. Uh, to my knowledge, the NFL canceled all media availability right. across the league so that the players would not have to spend all day talking about this because obviously there's that fraternity of players who are going to be very emotional about it. They're also I, worried about their guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. They're worried I, what about is there their, to say, obviously? Right. I mean, you all heard the story last night about Stephon Diggs Ubering his way to the hospital just to check up on him. Yeah. And, I mean, this is real life. These are basically it's a family member. So you can understand the concern right now, not just in the Buffalo Bills locker room, but at the NFL community. Because I think every athlete looks at this and says, could have been me. Yeah, you know, and I'll tell you this. One, there's something happened last night that was organic and I just think awesome between the two teams. And that was as the uh, paramedics are working on reviving or, you know, saving the life uh, of, 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 um, of the player that the and the other players from both teams right. made what amounted to a human shield yeah. around him so that he'd have some dignity. Yep. Um, because, like I said, and I, I've unfortunately seen it, you know, the aggressive CPR, et cetera, um, it's not pretty. No. You know, and you're unconscious during it. And the fact that they made that human shield so that, number one, the Monday Night Football cameras couldn't catch it, which in theory they probably could have, and they did the right they're, thing. They're not going to show that, nor should And they. number two, you know, people with their cell phones doing their thing. Right. I just thought that was this kind of unspoken, yeah. amazing, organic moment between uh, the guys. Well, you know, sometimes during moments like this we see the bad of humanity, but we see mostly the good of humanity. How about the fact that NFL fans and just humans around the country – started donating to DeMar Hamlin's charity yeah. in mass. Like, he had a charity, I think it's a Toys for Kids charity. Back in 2020, he started it. And it raised over $4 million well, in less than 24 hours. And here's what's amazing about it. When he set up the original GoFund page for this charity to buy Toys for Kids, right. the goal was $2,500. Right. That was the only, that's what he wanted. You know, he didn't have any money. He's like, uh, six-round draft pick. I got a shot to deal with some in my community. 2500 bucks. Yeah. They raised $4 million $4 million, yesterday. and it makes sense because I think humans watching this say, we feel so bad for him. We feel so bad for his family, but what can we do? Right? You almost you say, what can I do other than pray for the kid? What can I do? And that's like a logical thing that you can do, and you saw so many people in less than 24 hours say, I've got to do something, yeah. and that was the something. Speaking of which, uh, you guys all know I'm very close with the guys at Fanatics. The Fanatics team just announced 
that there's people rushing the site to buy his jersey. They are donating 100% of all the proceeds to that charity as well. That's great. Uh, so everybody's pitching in. So for anybody yeah. who tweeted something stupid last night, don't focus on them. Focus on the mostly good that exists in this yeah. world. And for those of you that are on this ridiculous, uh, the vaccine is responsible for this nonsense, can you just slow your roll for a day and let this man recover? Can you not make it about you? Can you not make it about your political stance on something? I mean, Jesus. Like, you know, there's a 24-year-old kid, you know, who died on the field last night, was brought back to life, and knock on wood is going to survive and live a normal, healthy life even without playing football ever again. And you guys decided to politicize it? I mean, so it's just, it's, uh, it's just disgusting. And, you know, that's the minority of people. It's the minority. But you do see it. You do read it. It's the 5%. I really yeah, believe 95% of people last night just cared for the kid. And they weren't yeah. pushing anything crazy. No, this is about this kid. It's not about your fantasy team. It's not about your wager on the game last night. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about a 24-year-old kid that uh, had a heart attack on the field last night. Mm. That's what this is about. And the life-saving measures it took to bring him back to life. Like, if they don't react like that, if they're not on it immediately, he's dead. This isn't a torn ACL, which sucks. This is not, you know, a concussion, which sucks. Right. Or a more serious injury, which is life-changing. Sure. Which I'm very respectful of. This is life and death. And, I, I mean, that's it. Any game. And if they never get this game in, so be it. If they do need to get the game in, you know, you'll use that extra week. Yeah, ooh, it, it changes the whole notion of the bye week and how many weeks the number one. So what? So what? On the second Sunday in February, we will crown a Super Bowl champion regardless. And if this story from last night plays a role in the outcome of that, so be it. Mm. That, that may be something you just have to deal with and live with. And that's it. 877-337-6666. It's Cardin and Roberts on the fan. We got you all the way to 630. We'll take uh, you. Listen, you're watching the game last night. Anything you want to say about it, your experience watching it last night, your thoughts on any aspect of it, uh, bring it. Uh, we look forward to talking to you. We'll get to all the other stuff throughout the afternoon as well, including the very interesting decision by the Yankees to bring in a general manager when they already had a general manager. Interesting. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Uh, congratulations also to uh, Tiki and Tierney, who I guess celebrated a one-year anniversary today. So uh, congrats to them. Happy anniversary. One year at the fan. They've been together prior to the fan for like 20 years or something. That's true. They've been here for a while. Yeah. So 25 really, years or something. Do they even celebrate the anniversary then? I don't know. I know. I know is that uh, at 1.59 every day, Tiki runs away from him. <laughs> I've noticed that. Like I've never once seen them walk out of the building together. <laughs> it's almost like they don't like each other. Doesn't it remind yeah. you, though, of something kind of similar? Uh, to me and you? At about 5.59. Yeah, well, before, I always got to go to the bathroom. I know, but it's I'm starting to take it personal. To be fair, at least I'm regular. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to be said at my age for being regular without taking uh, Metamucil. That's true. Every day at 5.59, right to the bathroom. And the worst part is at 6.25 yeah. when the show ends, yeah. I have to go to the restroom. And oh. my God. Oof. Yes, well, that's on me. Oh. I take full ownership of that. <laughs> damn Anyhow, right. congrats uh, on their one year. All right. Uh, also... The NFL did put out a statement, and as of right now, 
there are no specific plans to uh, make the game up. Uh, week 18 uh, this weekend is going to go off as planned. Saturday, you got the two games. Uh, Kansas City Raiders, right? Is that the first game? Or do I have that wrong? Yes, that's the 430 game. That's the 430 game. Then the 8 o'clock game is the AFC South Championship game, essentially. Exactly. It's like a bowl game. Yes. Yeah, so you've got (laughs) Jacksonville, Tennessee, Saturday night. And then Sunday, of course, the entire slew of games that ends with Green Bay, Detroit. So you'll you'll know a lot, A, based on the Kansas City game. Because if Kansas City beats the Raiders, that plays into this. And then you have Bills and Patriots. If Buffalo beats New England, then Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken, cannot be the one seed, correct? Right, but Buffalo would still need to win a game to finish tied with Kansas City, and they have the tiebreaker. Got it. So, so it's Kansas, a little more convoluted. The whole thing is convoluted, to be honest with you. And then it comes down to this. When do you feel you need to play the game? And by when, I mean, like, what situation makes you say, hey, we got to play this game? So, obviously, if the Bills are a half game behind Kansas City, but winning the game and the tiebreaker means they have the number one seed, we all assume, well, boy, they got to play that game. That's important. Yeah, because you get a bye. Yeah, you're going to let Kansas City get the bye? I guess you could. Then there's a scenario where the Bills and Bengals are tied for the two seed. You're not going to play the game to determine who gets the two seed. You'd probably go to the next tiebreaker. I agree. Yeah. So, it's more formulating, okay, how do we play the game? What makes it necessary? And then if you do play the game, what does that do with the NFL scheduling? And that's the decision the league's going to have to make next week. Yeah, but they they don't have to make it today. No. What they've successfully done is just kick the can down the road for a week, and let's see how it plays out. And that's what they should do. Yeah, because there's a chance, based on how these games play out this weekend, that the Bills-Bengals game wouldn't be for anything. Here's the other thing. I understand that 30 years ago, things are handled differently. 50 years ago, things are handled differently. Sometimes we make changes in this world, and they're actually good changes. Sometimes we make changes, they're bad changes. One of the good changes is that these guys are human beings. They don't want to play football tonight. No. They don't want to play football tomorrow night, and I understand why from a human level. They didn't want to play football last night after that incident. I don't know that Buffalo's going to have an easy time getting ready to play football next Sunday. I understand, because they're humans. Yeah, but you know what? You're a professional. Unfortunately, you got to compartmentalize this. Eventually, you and have you got to go play. I agree. Eventually, you have to play. Yeah. But I understand why they're not just saying, "Hey, go play tonight." Hey, go no, play tonight. I, agree. I agree. Hey, go play tomorrow. Right. I get why they're not doing no, that. They're going to play Sunday against New England. Yeah. And uh, that game is in Buffalo, right? That is going to be an emotional stadium. No question. Yeah, that is going to be something to see for sure. All right, Frank Scotch Plains, what's up, buddy? Hey, happy new year, guys! Yep. Um, thoughts and prayers out to the family uh, of, um, of of that of that young man. It's, that's terrible. But I, I do have a question about about the game itself. And don't just hear me out. I, I'm, I'm I love the game. I've been watching the game since the day. I'm a Giant fan. Been watching the game since the days of uh, Joe Pasarczyk. Yeah. And I, you know, I, you know, the game has has moved to a um, more a stricter um, regulation, if you will, towards hard hitting and, and illegal hits. Do you think down the road, call me crazy, but it, situations like this? Yeah, but this right? wasn't based on a, on a crazy hit. This yeah, was that, based on an, on average everyday, you know, NFL play. And if if, if I guess where you're going, uh, you're going to ask, are we going to get to a place where it's a flag football league? 
or a two-hand touch league. We're not. Oh, I disagree, but I don't think it's because of this. It's a different discussion entirely, and it's maybe not for today. Yeah. But, no, I think 30 years from now, just like 30 years ago, it's a different game. 30 years from now, game's going to be unrecognizable. But I don't think it's related to what happened last night. Yeah, I mean, last night was a run-of-the-mill play. And that's what's so jarring about it. Well, has that it, been... it wasn't one of those, hey, let's put it on a DVD, put some rock music behind it, and celebrate a guy being, you know, decleated. It wasn't like that. Has it been confirmed? Because what happened last night, and I've heard this this morning too from people that know a hell of a lot more than us doctors, yeah. that it was this thing called Comedo Cortis. I do not know. Which is this rare phenomenon where a sudden hit, right at a specific time, your heartbeat is at a well, moment. Well, that's your thing you see cardiac in Lily games a lot, right? Yeah. Where they'll tell you the sad story of a kid gets hit with a pitch in the chest, and it's right in between those heartbeats. That, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either, but that was the theory last night and this morning. Yeah, but that's so... That, and I appreciate you asking. And no, I don't, I don't know, the know if they've been confirmed. And by the way, we, may, we don't have a right to know, obviously. They have said anything yet. And there's a lot of that speculation, right? Right. Is it this? Is it that? Who knows? You know, and at the end of the day, I'm not, is it even relevant? No. I mean, I don't know. No, no. It's, first of all, it's none of our business because it is still something that happened to him individually. We don't yeah. all have to know well, exactly what happened. Well, it's going to come out. It's going to be announced, I'm obviously. Sure will. Yeah. Right. Assuming, you know, knock on wood, right? Because I don't know that this story is guaranteed to have a happy ending yet. I mean, I hope it right? does, obviously. I mean, yes. but I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I know that the longer you are intubated, meaning you've got a tube down your throat, the worse it is. Right. You don't want to be on that tube that long. Right. And I know it's natural to sedate someone after they have a cardiac arrest. That's part of the deal. I saw a doctor on TV today talking about that, that that is normal procedure. But the goal is that, A, there's some neurological function, meaning extremities move, eyes are blinking, our reaction to voices you know, the patient recognizes that kind of stuff. Right. And then B, that you can get that tube out of their throat and the patient can breathe on their own. So they're they're like, I think my gut is that there's many victories here. Right, right, right. Along the way. Right. And we're expecting him to just pop up now and, and walk down the hallway and get himself, you know, uh, Mountain Dew. Right. That ain't happening. That's the dream, but no, it's not really. Right. I think this is a process now yeah. as his body, I guess, tries to recover from, you know, a massive, you know, coronary moment. Right. I'm not sure if heart attack's the right word, but yeah, that's the cardiac thing. arrest. We know whatever. he's in cardiac arrest. We don't know exactly what caused this thing. Right. And I'm sure there's 15 different. Things that, that could have that, gone. That's why, you know, what the NFL looks like 25 years from now to me is like a completely separate discussion because yeah. obviously the league has legislated hits in a major way over the last few years, but I don't think it's ever going to be related to this because I don't think that what happened to him is necessarily related to the violent hits of the NFL. Yeah, and I, I just want to point out one thing. Uh, you know, we, we all hear about athlete salaries a lot. And we all have this assumption, and I think we do sometimes, probably without thinking about it, that, oh, you're an NFL player, you make a lot of money. Right. Now, to be fair, the minimum salary compared to the average guy or gal on the street in his 20s is a lot of money. Not, not life-changing, necessarily. Not, I never have to work again money. So I, I took a look at uh, DeMar Hamlin's uh, salary. And like I said... He does make more than the average human being who's 24 years old. 
but he has not made enough money in his lifetime where he never has to work well, ever But again. also, when you factor that in, when you're 25 years old working on Wall Street or working wherever you're working, you can possibly have that job till you're 50. Correct. When you're an NFL player, uh, how what is the average length of an NFL player's career? It is less than four years. So you could look at the salary on its own and say, oh, that's real good, but it's only for four years if Max. you're lucky. I mean, and that's average. If you're lucky. Yes. Like we all hear about, oh, Tom Brady makes this, Aaron Rodgers makes that. Yeah, it's all real. But there's far more guys yeah. making what this kid we, makes. I remember when the baseball lockout was going on, it was sort of mind-boggling to comprehend, but the majority of baseball players are not millionaires. And when you hear that, you're like, what? What are you talking about? Right. Well, think about the NFL. It's even more extreme. So I'll give you an example. He got a he got a bonus uh, when he signed his contract back in uh, 2021. The bonus, which is the only aspect of his entire deal that's guaranteed, was $160,000. Mm. So it's prorated over his deal. Right. So it's forty grand a year. That's his bonus. Right. Again, twenty-four-year-old kid. It's really good money, but the you know he's gonna have to have a job oh, at some point. Yeah. Uh, so I just think you know people have this idea that oh he plays in the NFL, he's set for life. Right. The far majority of these guys, because NFL contracts aren't guaranteed, other than the signing bonus. Well, right? you also have 53 guys on a roster. Most of those guys on your roster are not making $10 million a year. And the reason I bring that up is anytime you hear about specifically an NFL player holding out or wanting to renegotiate or, you know, having a great year, wanting to be paid off the great year, and you have to make a decision as a fan, am I taking the team side or am I taking the player side? You should always take the player side. No, I agree with you. Always. I agree. Because their contracts aren't guaranteed. And eventually their ability to play football is going to go away. Yeah. It doesn't last forever. Not everybody's Tom Brady who's superhuman and makes billions of dollars and plays till he's 45 years old. That's right. I mean, DeMar Hamlin's not going to play till he's 45 years old. And 99.9% of the guys in the league aren't going to play till they're 35 years old. You're right. So, I mean, they're, they're done with their careers before they turn 40. Yep. Right? So just keep that in mind when you think about NFL players and you hear about these exorbitant, you know, contracts. And some are. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Crazy. But that's not the norm in the NFL. Here's Anthony in Sayville. Anthony, what's going on? Hey, guys. Happy New Year. You too. Uh, big fan of you both. Um, question, and I don't know if it's, you know, I'm, I'm asking because maybe it's not the right time to ask, but yeah. I want to know. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are and how you view this. We saw that happen last night. Tragic. It's it's something you don't normally see. They postponed the game. They did the right thing. Doesn't matter how long it took. Right. Who cares? Yep. What happens if that's the Super Bowl? Same, Same situation. Same thing. Same thing. I, I'm not, I look. I'm giving you my opinion. Well, I think it. <laughs> it, would, it would come down to the teams playing. Like if the Buffalo Bills, which clearly they were not going to play last night, even right. if it's the Super Bowl, if Josh Allen and and McDermott and the team are like, look, Stephon Diggs, we're not playing. Then they would not have finished the game. And I and I assume that the Buffalo Bills reaction is going to be the same, whether it's a Super Bowl, yes. whether it's week mm-hmm. 18, whether it's week 17, or it's the preseason because they're humans and they're thinking about their brother. So my guess would be the same players would make the same decision and say, hey, guys, you figure it out. We're not playing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, and it's a and fair question. It's not no, a bad question, but I think that's the reality of it. 
but the league has no justification to tell them, look, all this is, you know what the Super Bowl entails with all the, the, the money that's yeah. spent. You, I, I, I league, uh, the league, the league could never force them to get on the field and play under those circumstances. You know what the league could do, okay. and they wouldn't have the balls to do it because it'd be the wrong thing to do. They could say, "Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to forfeit the Super Bowl," and you think the league would actually go through with that? Can you imagine no. the bad publicity it would get from that? No, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, no. It's a good question. I know a lot of people are asking it, but it would come down to the players. But do you agree with my assessment that the players are going to react the same way, whether 100%. it's? The wild card game, whether it's the Super, wherever it is. I think you can make an argument. There would have been more conversations about it. Uh, but no. I mean, this was an emotional you know, reaction to watching like a, a brother, you know, on the field having CPR administered look, to him. We said this earlier that it doesn't matter how you got to the right result. You got to the right result. Yeah. But when you look closely, the players are the ones who canceled last night's game. They are. Yes. Now, yes. that's not me ripping the league because the league followed suit and pretty promptly said, okay, we're good, we're <laughs> postponing this. But once those players and the coaching staff got together and said, hey, we're not doing this, and they went back into that locker room, yeah, the league's decision was made for them. Well, I mean, I'll do you one better. I think the league allowed the players to make the decision, as they should have. Well, what were they going to do? Right, but I'm saying it wasn't like, you guys have to play. It was, hey, we're not playing, no problem. Right. I think that's what it was. What were they going to threaten the Bills and say you're going to forfeit this game to the Bengals? They weren't going to do that. No, listen. For all the things the NFL might get wrong, they didn't get that wrong. But you know what's going to annoy people? And again, it doesn't matter, but I can see why. Roger Goodell released a statement and said, when I decided to postpone the game... (laughs) And you know that's going to annoy people. Yeah. They're going to say, come on, Raj, you didn't decide anything. No, the Buffalo Bills decide because you even saw the Bengals started warming up. Yeah. Like they Joe Burrow started throwing the ball. Because they were told ESPN's not backing down on this. They were told, hey, five minutes to warm up. That's why Joe Buck said it on the air. Yeah, so supposedly there's some kind of protocol for not what happened last night, but for other game stoppages yep. in which it's like, you know, an act of God type of thing yep. where once the issue is taken away from the field and there you can have a safe return, the protocol apparently is five-minute warning, stretch, loosen up, whatever you got to do. And I was reading the article. It's inclement weather. Right. It's lightning. It's emergencies, like power failures, right. things like that. They yeah. call it, uh, it's like in your contract, in my contract. They have an act of God clause. Right. Right? Same exact thing. So there's an act of God clause, lightning, whatever it may be. Once you get the green light safe to play, it's a five-minute warning. So I think that was probably just someone had a sheet saying, what's the protocol here? You know, we got him out to the hospital. We can go play. And that's when the Bills were like, yeah, no. Yeah, I think it was the league saying, go play. And I think it was the Bills saying no. And the Bengals, too, to their credit. Like yes. they joint, You saw the meeting between Taylor and McDermott. They were talking it over, and they both seemed on the same page with this. Yeah, and then did you see the story today? Uh, Hamlin's from uh, the Pittsburgh area. Right. Uh, so obviously grew up playing uh, high school ball there and all that stuff. And uh, has known Mike Tomlin, I guess, since he was a 12-year-old. That's what Tomlin said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's all these kind of connections that are coming out now. Uh, and then I heard Julian Love on earlier today with Tiki and Tierney, and he knows them very well. Right. I guess they competed against each other in high school, and Hamlin, I want to say, was a year ahead 
of Julian Love, mm-hmm. and that was the guy he looked up to because yeah. he was the guy that was going to make it. Right, right. Um, so all these, all these little stories. Dude, and then, it's a small fraternity, man. Right? In the NFL, yeah. And you can't overstate that part of it. It is a small fraternity. It is a brotherhood. And while you and I would never understand that because we're not in it, it's real. Yes. And you saw that last night. And yeah, at some point, you'll go back on the field and I'm going to tackle you as hard as I can tackle you. And you're going to showboat as you beat me for a touchdown. Right. And that's part of what we do. Yeah. But if you're in need, I'm your brother. Oh, you and saw, I got you. You saw instantly the reactions when yes. everybody knew something was wrong. Yes. I think it was Joe Mixon quickly pointing it out. So it's a brotherhood out there. Absolutely. Here is uh, Mike and Tom's River. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? How are we doing? All right. So I'll, I'll get right to the point. Obviously, you know, Hamlin, that's number one, number one concern in terms of him healing, recovering. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I, I worked all day, so I don't really listen to a lot of media sources. How about T. Higgins, man? You know, his mental health must be shot right yes. now. I hope he doesn't feel responsible for all this. You know, it's that's got to be tough. Yeah. You know, with all that. Yeah. Secondly, no. I'll be quick. So, you know, Second. T. Higgins, after the game, his mom was there, too. And uh, there's some video of his mom like arm around her son, consoling him. Yeah, that's the... Because, uh, you know, he did nothing wrong. Obviously, and that's the human element of this thing, where obviously we can sit here and say, and everyone can tell T. Higgins you did nothing wrong, but you're right. You know, you go to sleep at night, and there's a part of you thinking, oh, my God, did I do something? He obviously didn't. He's playing football. And I know that T. Yeah, Higgins sent a... He sent a message uh, of support for DeMar Hamlin, of course. But yeah. you're right. And, look, mental health is a big part of this whole thing right now. Anyone who was on the and, field, not just him. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's going to affect each person in a very unique way. Sure. But uh, it's a, it also shows you. I was thinking about this. Like, if this, you know, with all respect to DeMar Hamlin, he's not yet a household name. No. Maybe in Buffalo he is. I respect that because they're such, you know, rabid fans. And I was thinking... If this, God forbid, happened to a guy of his level in baseball, hockey, or the NBA, do you think you would have had the same type of nationwide uh, reaction that we have well, with, with this? Or every, no? Everything that happens in the NFL, good or bad, is bigger. Everything. National TV. Everything. Yeah. The NFL is just a bigger sport than everything. So... Obviously, something tragic in any other sport would get a lot of attention, but the NFL, for good and bad, they're just bigger in every aspect. Yeah. So it's more football-related than it is named Bills or Hamlin-related, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the NFL. The NFL yeah. is king in every aspect. And I suppose, you know, you know, the team involved plays a role in that, too. Like, if it was a guy in the Lakers, the Knicks, the Nets. Well, you know you what know. else it is? Craig, last night, I don't know what the final rating is going to be, that had a chance to be the highest-rated game of the year. Yeah. It was going to be right up so there with Thanksgiving this. Day. If this was Texans-Jaguars Sunday at 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. are we talking about it? The things we talk about sometimes, though, Craig, and I'm not just saying awesome, saying yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. it's not always the fairest Probably things. different, right? Yeah, it's based on... A, it's on, not prime time. Yeah. B, this game was... I mean, a lot of people thought this is an AFC championship matchup. Right, 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 right. Right, like these are two of the best teams with legitimate Super Bowl hopes, two of the great young quarterbacks in the league going head-to-head. Like this game meant something. Yeah, it's not fair what I'm about to say, but I do think it's true, unfortunately. 
if this happens on a Sunday afternoon, Giant fans are still going to want to talk about making the playoffs. Right. Jet fans are still going to want to rip the crap yeah, out I of everybody. Monday know? night football played a role in it. Yes. And then who the teams were, the quarterbacks, uh, played a role in it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Look, this was... I think gambling played a role in it. Fantasy, fantasy playing right. a role in it. The eyeballs on this game last night, Craig, for a myriad of reasons, was going to be as high as any other game. Yeah. It was going to be all the way up there. I mean, it was. You know, how often have we ever had this kind of Monday night game this late in the season? It's a rarity. Yeah. There was a story I heard also about there was an ESPN reporter who uh, was working for uh, you know the Monday night game as a sideline reporter. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't even know the person's name, so I apologize. And I shouldn't. I do apologize for not knowing the gentleman's name. And I guess he's from Cincinnati or used to work in Cincinnati, so knows the area well. Mm-hmm. So he was dispatched to go to the hospital knowing that that's you know, where they're taking uh, DeMar Hamlin. And he got there at about the same time that Stefan Diggs got there. So he walked with Stefan Diggs towards whatever entrance you walk into. And like a lot of hospitals in the country these days, there's a security guard or a police officer at the door, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the ER entrance. So Stefan Diggs was explaining to the police officer, I need to go into the hospital, you know, and explain the situation. Right. And the cop was doing his job, was not going to let him in. You're not family. You're not related. Yeah, that reporter, by the way, just for the record, is yeah. a local guy. He's Cody okay. Harvey. I think he used to cover the Yankees. Okay, great. Yeah. I apologize. Cody Harvey. Coley. Coley Harvey. I apologize yeah. for not knowing his name. So he was telling a story, I guess, on a broadcast last night that he had to convince the police officer who Stefan Diggs right, was to, let him in. to help get him into the hospital, Yeah, which is one of those little like stories that you never hear about if the guy wasn't a reporter. Right. So it sounded like you know he played a small role in allowing Stefan to get in to at least be there for the family and his buddy. I'm so curious. We all saw the video of Stefan Diggs on the sideline passionately talking to his teammates. Yeah. And it looked as if... He was telling them to get ready. Telling them to get ready. Yeah. I'm curious what he actually did tell them. Like, well, was it sup- what we all think it was? Supposedly the story was that word hit the field, we're going to play. So was he getting them ready for the game? I don't know. That's I, what I, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, because you also saw Stefan crying on the field, well, obviously. That's what I'm saying. Like, we all saw it, and you know, everybody's around him with a very serious look, and he is passionately yeah. saying something. Again, we all made the assumption it's, hey, we got a game to play. Right. Get it up. May, it may not have been that. I don't and know. if you saw the reaction, everyone was intently listening, and then nobody started stretching or working out. Right. Everybody kind of went back to their own way of, you know, prayer or whatever it may be. But I did see that. Yeah. I thought he was saying, like, hey, guys, let's go. That was the assumption I let's took. Let's get yeah. together. Yeah. So just a crazy, crazy night. 877-337-6666. Carton and Roberts on the fam. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.